Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The The Castle Chat. Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-inspired podcast. Today we'll be taking a look back on the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary, our Disneygram series, and having a look ahead at the 100th Disney celebration. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. Welcome back, friends. It has been a couple of weeks here. I know. It's so crazy. Every time we do the little two-week break between cycles, I miss it so much. Yeah, I miss it too. I think I get excited when we have the opportunity to sit back down and record in general, but also when we start something completely fresh. The Disneyogram has come to a close. We have ended an era of sorts for our podcast, and we are ready to move into the next thing. I know. It's crazy to also think that the last time we recorded a quote-unquote normal episode, it was 2022. Or no, it was actually the first week of 2023 because then we went straight into Disneygram. Yeah, it was a blitz. We did a 2022 recap at the beginning of the year. And then right after that, we started Disneygram and we've been doing it ever since. So this is the first podcast since starting this calendar year that we're jumping into something other than talking about Disney and the Enneagram. I know. I'm very excited, though, because we have lots of fun episodes up our sleeve for this cycle. So you guys will definitely want to be following us, like we said earlier, on social media at the Castle Chat so you can keep up with all the fun that's going on. And we do have a couple surprises up our sleeve, so we will share those with you guys as we move through the cycle. But let's start by taking a look back on the Disneyogram and share kind of our thoughts and feedback from the series. Man, I mean, where do we even start? I personally, when Court and I first sat down and talked about this podcast, I think this is one of the first things that came out of my mouth where I was like, I love the Enneagram. We should do something at some point. Disney Enneagram mashup of sorts. And it kind of stuck in our brains and was always kind of something we knew we wanted to do but I think we were a little intimidated to step outside of our norm when it came to the type of episodes we were recording so I personally felt like jumping into something that was not parks related I was worried that it wasn't going to to take and that the listeners weren't going to like it very much I also had that hesitation just because it was something so different than we had ever done and I was like you know what let's just try it let's see what the listeners think and my golly were we just completely shocked and just so pleasantly surprised that you guys absolutely have loved the Disneygram and it has been such a joy to hear all your feedback and read all your DMs and see all the love that has come for this specific series so thank you guys so much for just 
loving on us and making us realize that it's okay to step outside of your comfort zone and try something new because, hey, it was a huge success. Yeah, I think that collectively as a series or a set of nine episodes, which is typically, that really came out of my mouth weird, typically, (laughs) typically um, what we record, I think it may have been the most downloaded like set of nine that we've ever had. Yeah, I think so too. I think a lot of people were anticipating the next number or waiting for their specific number. We know people that listen to all nine, people that just listen to their number. So it was, or their type. So the the views were just definitely across the board very successful and we it was just way more popular than we anticipated which was very exciting for us yeah so again like court said thank you guys so much for diving into that idea with us we were nervous to begin with but once we let it out into the world um, you guys ate it up and made it that much more fun for us to put episodes out each week which leads us into this next set of nine episodes we're continuing to try to be creative and come up with new things that are fun and exciting to you and we are kicking it off with this episode which we're gonna entitle end of an era yeah end of an era start of an age i mean it's like taylor swift end of a decade start of an age but technically it is i mean the 50th is celebrating the end of a decade yeah exactly so So it's perfect i love it well let's turn the page on from disney graham and let's talk about the 50th anniversary which has finally after its 18 month run come to an end Yeah, I think it's something that we anticipated and waited for for so long. And now that it has come to a close, I think it deserves its moment of reflection and for us to remember and think about all the things that this celebration brought us as Disney fans and Disney goers. So, I mean, why don't we start off with something that stands out to you, Court, when it comes to the 50th celebration for Walt Disney World? Well, first I'll say if you're unfamiliar with the 50th anniversary, basically at Walt Disney World from October 1st, 2021 until March 30th of this year, there was a celebration at Walt Disney World in Florida, basically celebrating the 50 years that the parks have been open. Um, Lots of things have happened during that time and we will share all of those with you. Uh, But it has been, it feels like (laughs) in my brain, it almost feels like it's always been the 50th anniversary. Like I I like don't want to remember the castle without the decorations and like all this stuff but it obviously there it's a time and a place for a celebration and we are moving forward but my personal reflection on the celebration I had some fantastic memories made during this time I got to one of my favorite memories would be going on my Disney bachelorette trip during the 50th anniversary it's going to be really cool one day to tell my kids that like that's when I went to Disney and that I was a part of that with everybody that I love to celebrate getting married to Jed so like that is something that I will treasure in my heart forever no, that's so sweet. I know, it was so fun. It was all made possible because of you. I mean, let's oh. be real. So I that's like a memory that I have that was my favorite. Now, I there are some things that they did that I absolutely loved. I love some of the decor and the merchandise and the Fab 50 statues, which we'll get into later. But a lot of things came out of this celebration that I really enjoyed and some things that, you know, changed that because it was a kind of an after COVID celebration, it was also a really prime time for Disney to say, you know what, we're going to change 
a lot of things because we have the opportunity to. So um, we'll dive into all of that. But I could talk on and on about the 50th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's a good point is before I mean this this celebration started October of 2021 and so the amount of time that the parks were open post COVID before the anniversary really took off was really short amount of time I mean shorter than the celebration itself the celebration literally was present for 2021 2022 and the first part of 2023 so I mean thinking about the Disney world literally post COVID there was a oh my gosh, the parks are open. I'm so glad that we can go back. And then all of a sudden, I feel like it was the 50th. So I kind of in the same vein feel like I, it's hard for me to remember what the parks were like before the 50th celebration, especially even with the tiny details like painting the castle. The castle had its full makeover going from its classic like white gray light blue to its like salmon royal blue look right before the celebration and that was kind of right after the parks reopened I mean there's just so many things that happened where it seems like it's been that way forever now it definitely feels like a blur for sure what would you say are your like favorite moments from the 50th Um, For me personally, memories that I made during the 50th certainly would be finally getting an annual pass. Um, It's something that was always a a dream or a goal of mine. It's really hard when you are an out-of-stater to convince yourself that it's worth it and that you're actually going to get to Disney enough to make it worth your while. And wow, let me tell you, I have certainly gotten my use out of my annual pass. So that was a big one. Obviously, Quartz Bachelorette was so much fun for me. I had a blast myself just planning it and putting it together and being able to experience Disney with Courtney for the first time um, during the 50th will be something special in our friendship. And um, I think that I've had a lot of opportunities and I'm super blessed and thankful for, but um, the the annual pass itself and Quartz Bachelorette were definitely like the big highlights for sure. I love it. Catches up the 75th, just I know. chilling. Yes, for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so let's break down some of the highlights and the changes that happened at Walt Disney World during the 50th anniversary. I'll kick it off with, I think one of the biggest um, things that happened was we got Genie Plus. There was a say goodbye to the FastPass system and on to the new Genie Plus Yeah, I mean, what a drastic change. I am still uh, wrapping my head around the fact that we used to because I've, I've experienced Genie now multiple times, I, it's hard to believe that we used to basically have a free version of it um, before we have Genie. I understand supply and demand and making the wait times for attractions reasonable now basically means the more you pay, the less you wait. You're paying for convenience, um, and some people struggle with that. And I think $15 per person, this is where Genie Plus started. You would pay $15 per person per day to use it compared to this past week in April of 2023 being spring break and Disney now making Genie Plus $35 per person per day is insane. I recently went, I got Genie Plus for my family of nine and it was $335. That is just crazy to me. I... 
I'm okay with the $15 per person per day, but 35, like when I haven't, actually I haven't been back to Disney since they started that price change. I've only been when it's when it was $15 per person. That just kind of makes me upset. It's hard. It's really hard because it changes the experience for so many people. And I, I, I understand from a business standpoint what Disney's trying to do. If you have the price point of $35 per day per person for a family like mine, that's a family of nine, how many of those families are going to say, okay, I'm going to buy Genie Plus every single day of my vacation? Or are they going to say, okay, we'll do it for this one day because we know we're going to be in this park with the most attractions and we'll do some crazy park hopping, try to get the most out of it. And it limits the amount of buyers therefore limiting the amount of people in the lightning lanes. So when you use the lightning lane, it actually is faster. I've definitely been, for example, Test Track is one of the worst lightning lanes. It's like you might as well, I mean, it's definitely a shorter wait, but it's still a long wait and it gets backed up. Everybody wants to use their, when they have a park reservation in Epcot, Test Track's one of the first lightning lanes that they're going to try to get. And so it gets really congested. And if Disney has everybody in the park trying to buy Genie Plus, then it defeats the purpose of trying to buy a service to have a shorter line. Yeah, I I get I get what you're saying. And I know that those kind of steps kind of have to be necessary with, like you said, supply and demand. It just still is like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, and it, but the crazy thing is that is mind-boggling to me is that this hike in Genie Plus price it being $35 per person, it's still sold out. Like enough people are still buying it. Yeah. That they are they're putting a cap on the number of people that can be actively doing the Genie Plus lightning lanes and they're putting the price up to $35 per person and they're still not having trouble getting people to buy it. So they're going to keep hiking up the price. I'm sure we'll see it being like $200 per person if people keep buying it the way they do. That's how Universal is. You buy a like a $200 express pass and it allows you to get in the express line for every attraction at least once, which is what Genie does. So, I mean... You know, it, it, they don't have the reservation system in the way that Genie does where they, I'm not a universal expert. Things may have changed for them too, but I think you just buy the express pass and you just use it at your leisure whenever you're at a certain attraction and you can go through that line one time. Um, so, I mean, that might be an idea for Disney to think about too. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, who knows, but <laughs> Genie Plus launched during the 50th anniversary. It will, I think it's here to stay for a while. So if you haven't been to Disney World since the Switch, then get prepared to learn about Genie Plus and how it works in the parks. Um, What else came out of the 50th anniversary? Well, we kind of already mentioned the castle glow up. I think that the castle having a makeover for various celebrations is really fun and exciting. It gives you the opportunity to see the castle in a new light. And then all of a sudden now when we think of the 50th castle, it's going to bring back memories and bring back nostalgia for us. Um, So I, I like getting the castle glow up. But in addition to the glow up on the castle itself, we also got a 
new nighttime spectacular for Magic Kingdom and Epcot, Magic Kingdom's being Enchantment and Epcot's being Harmonious. Court, what are your thoughts on these shows? Okay, love Harmonious, not a fan of Enchantment. So I I love Harmonious. I Going back to Epcot forever, I wish they wouldn't do that. I wish they would just leave it Harmonious until they're ready to move on to the next thing. I know the barges in the center of the um, lagoon in... Um, World Showcase is not picturesque. It's not cute, but the show itself, once you get to experience Harmonious, is really, really special. Um, So I'm bummed to see that one go with Enchantment. I did not like it at first. Court and I, if we could figure out which episode it was, talked about how we felt like this was supposed to be a celebration of the Magic Kingdom and Walt's dream coming to life in Disney World, and it was basically a happily ever after dupe uh, remake. <laughs> it really was. Dupe. <laughs> dupe. Not even a dupe, though. Like, bad, bad dupe. <laughs> yeah, it was a poor dupe. Um, as I watched it more times... And as they added the intro with Walt and the outro with Mickey, I grew a little soft spot in my heart for it. I did appreciate it for, one, how they listened to guests and how they listened to Disney fans and the feedback that they gave about the show. I really respect that. Um, But two, just the sentiment of it being the 50th and that being a specific show that I'm only going to get to experience in my lifetime for that. I I will certainly look back on it with fond memories. Um, But am I happy for the end of that era and the return of Happily Ever After? Oh, you bet your bottom dollar I am. Do you think it was their intention to bring Happily Ever Back? Happily Ever After Back? I don't think that that was I don't think it was either. I think that that was a Bob Chapek flop um, in his decision making, thinking that they could one-up Happily Ever After. They figured out projection technology. They've figured out how to now do it on Main Street, too. And so we're going to have this new amazing nighttime spectacular, and it just didn't it didn't have the same feel um, in terms of how it inspired the viewers. Um, I think the message of You Are the Magic, the song, I, I really appreciate that message. Um, and I think that that is what Disney does. Is As much as the place itself is magical, um, what truly is magic is the people who bring it to life and you and the people experiencing it and so I loved that message Um, but in terms of the inspiration of happily ever after feeling like I've got to go out and chase something I'm gonna go grab this and make it mine that's what I'm left with with happily ever after with enchantment it was more like a like settled and at peace because I am feeling my self-worth and with happily ever after I'm like ah there's something else for me to go grab like I feel like inspired by it so I don't know if you feel the same way but that's just kind of I could obviously talk about happily ever after for a really (laughs) long time everyone knows this but that's just that's my two cents no I love that explanation about happily ever after just like leaving you with something to grasp after and the inspiration behind it I definitely feel that way as well um very happy to see that back sad to see harmonious go and i think that is the general consensus across the board at least what i've seen on social media that's kind of what i've been 
Evans Botten. Absolutely. I think very many people are sad to see Harmonious go. There was a lot of complaints about the barges that Harmonious used to bring itself to life. So I think that was the initial decision maker on deciding to get rid of it. Um, The barges have literally already started to come out and come down. Um, So I think whatever they're trying to come up with next is maybe going to be more appealing to the eye if they do put something in the center of the lagoon or maybe they'll try to figure out something um, like they had with Illuminations where it's something that they bring out for the show but during the day it's not in the middle of what you're looking at. Oh, Illuminations. Rip. Yeah. Oh, that is a good show. Yeah. So um, I think moving forward, I hope that we see something exciting for Epcot's nighttime um, show. But for now, we are left with Epcot Forever. So um, take what you will of that. What else can we talk about, though? Let's get off the nighttime shows because well, I could keep going. I mean, I will say, though, speaking of nighttime, we did get Beacons of Magic at Epcot, which is basically spaceship earth got a makeover with led lights in between every single triangular shape on the entire ball the it was like dodecahedron the if you dodecahedrons will. <laughs> there are now led lights in between all of those which create a absolutely beautiful and spectacular presentation of colors and brightness and just it's very awe-inspiring. I love watching Beacons of Magic. Yeah, so technically all the icons for all four parks got a version of Beacons of Magic, but Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom are all projections. Epcot got literal lights. Um, and I think that that is the difference maker. It's not visual pictures like you can see on the other park icons, but just the dancing of the lights and the color change. I think that is enough to draw you in. And it's like when you go into the like Disney city, when you are within the Disney gates and you can see spaceship earth glowing at night, like even if you're just driving to Disney Springs or something and you're just like, Oh, like it takes your breath away. It's so gorgeous. It really is just so beautiful. Like you said, when you pass it, seeing it glow, it's, it just takes my breath away. And it's almost like we got a combo of like the Osborne family Christmas lights and the dream lights from the castle. Like they combined them and they're like, we're just going to give you some like dancing Christmas lights that aren't Christmas lights that look like Christmas lights. And now you're happy. Yes. And I, I think that the, I don't know what their intention was, but the beacons of magic thing for all four parks has gone away. It was a special moment where they would highlight the, the park icons. And now that the 50th is over, they're not doing that, but the lights get to stay on spaceship earth. I'm so glad that they do. And I think they'll continue. I mean, they were doing like shows where they would have music play and the lights would dance in some form of choreographed manner where we could see um that they were like in beat and with the sounds that we were hearing so i don't know that they're doing that anymore but the lights themselves i mean you don't need anything for them to be amazing so that is a great one to talk about yes absolutely okay now moving on from nighttime spectaculars and additions 
I really loved the Fab 50 statues. They were these beautiful iridescent bases with the gold 50 logo on the front and these just like gold crafted metal statues of all the Disney characters. And it was so fun to go to each park and try to find all 50. Yeah, I never found all 50, but I came close. I think there's, I mean, I probably have passed by all 50, but did I actually stand and identify and say, okay, one, two, three, four through 50? No, I didn't. When we are talking about the Fab 50 statues, I think they were a great addition. I loved them. They were really well done and beautiful. But I think we also have to talk about the new Magic Band Plus when we talk about the statues. Yes, absolutely. So Disney did release the new Magic Band Plus, the second edition, I guess maybe technically the third edition Mm -hmm. of the Magic Band during the 50th anniversary. And this Magic Band was different than anything we had already seen. It had a much larger um, Mickey face on it. It almost looked like an Apple Watch. It was a rechargeable Magic Band that had a, it has a like, almost like a little LED strip around the center of the magic band that lights up and interacts with different things in the park. That also being the 50th statues. If you were to walk up to one of them and wave to one of the statues, if you're wearing your magic band, it would buzz and it would light up different colors. And I I enjoyed doing that personally. I got the new magic band and I thought that was fun. The magic band also interacts with the fireworks. So when the shows are happening, your magic band will light up all the different colors of the fireworks and it buzzes along with the music and it makes it feel more, for me at least, it made it feel a little bit more immersive. Yeah, I think for kiddos, um, I know a handful of the statues, if you were to wave at them, the statues might have a speaker connected to or nearby them where it sounds like the character comes to life, basically. And I know for young kids, that was really exciting and a neat thing to add to their experience in the parks. Um, I think that with the statues potentially going away i wonder what they're going to do with magic band plus if there's going to be more ways for you to interact i know they used to have um sorcerers of the magic kingdom where things would interact with you and it was like a card game i don't know that that's still active but maybe there's a new version of something like that to be done with the magic bands like how we keep referring back to universal we might have to talk more about universal in this set of episodes for particular (laughs) reasons but um the way that the wands in um the wizarding world of harry potter work you can get a wand and it interacts with lots of different things in different ways um they have the way um that you can interact in um Batu and the, the droids yeah. yeah and the droids and so um i'm hoping that there's more interactive elements coming to the parks maybe through the magic band i think that makes it especially because you can use your phone for everything now if you have the my disney experience app you don't need a magic band so i hope that they come up with ways to make the magic band enticing so that people will continue to want to use them so i know you're not a magic band where you are a phone user I'm the opposite. I, I, there's something about putting on a magic band that makes me feel like, okay, I am exiting the real world and I am entering my dream world. <laughs> so for me, I have been on more than one trip where my magic band has just come off. 
like oh. in the park or while I'm riding something or I don't know magic bands get lost and the way that maybe the way that the new magic bands are formatted I've not I've yet to have any of the third edition magic bands um, I only had I, I had the um, the the original one that was just a skinny rectangle and then I had the next one where the face got a little bit bigger more like a watch and that one is the one that like I could not get to stay on my wrist interesting I've never had a problem with them falling off of me but I mean it's good to know I guess yeah so I feel like you know it's nice that you can do everything on your phone you don't necessarily have to have a magic band um but I think that I I would every time I go to the parks I'm like oh, it would be kind of cool to have a magic band like that'd be kind of nice but when also when you're using Genie Plus and you're going into your phone to book things anyways like you have your phone out all the time you can't use your magic band to book Genie Plus you can't use your magic band to do much except for scan into a, a lightning lane or your room um, or the park so I think that that's like in terms of what makes it a unnecessary purchase for me is the fact that other things can do it and so that's why that's my point is I hope that there's a reason for me to get a magic band that I can't do with anything else just like the wands like I was mentioning like if you don't have a wand you can't do any of the things in the wizarding world of Harry Potter you have to use that in order to access the interactivity so maybe that would be part of what comes to the parks in the future yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the only time for you that a magic band would be worth it is if your phone dies. Right, which I have also now learned um, to carry rechargeable battery, fuel rod, whatever you need um, to keep your phone alive. Because when you are using Genie Plus to get through your day, your phone will rapidly lose battery. Yes. Okay, so Magic Band Plus, those were new during the 50th anniversary. We also got some new rides during um, the 50th anniversary. We got Cosmic Rewind, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy reverse launch roller coaster in Epcot. We got Tron Light Cycle Run, which was long anticipated. It is in the Magic Kingdom, and it is the new high-ticket attraction that just opened, gosh, I guess by the time this comes out, a week or week and a half or so. Uh, We got Remy's Ratatouille. Adventure, which opened with the start of the 50th anniversary on October 1st, 2021. And Phil Magic got an update with new Coco scenes. That was amazing. And then we also had the closing of Splash Mountain. So a lot of ride gosh mayhem i guess during the 50th anniversary some new some letting go of the old and and what's to come ahead now we'll we'll get into tron a little bit later because caitlin did just go to walt disney world and had her experience on it and we want to share that with you guys for sure but what um what do you have to say about the the ride additions and selections my overarching thought is I don't know if we can blame COVID and supply chain changes, but I feel like we were promised a lot for the 50th that did not get followed through on. Um, like things like the Moana journey of water or journey with water, um, 
I feel like that was something that they said would be for the 50th. They said Tron would open for the 50th, and technically Tron opened after the 50th. Like, Tron opened after the closing date of the 50th anniversary on March 31st. So, I mean, it, it came with the 50th to a, to a degree, but a lot of the things that I felt like I was excited for with the 50th all of a sudden kind of got postponed or delayed. Um, once they happened, was I thrilled? And then I'm, I'm, I can't talk. Am I so glad for those attractions to now be a part of Walt Disney World? Absolutely. They're all great additions um, for different reasons. But in terms of what I was hoping to get out of the 50th, I really just wanted like a big bang all at once. And it was like a very slow burn. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree with you. The attractions that they added are amazing. And I mean, I even though I've only been on Cosmic Rewind. I haven't even been on Remy's. I still haven't even been on there, but I've seen a lot of videos and reviews and know that they are obviously, the park is wonderful with these additions as a part of it. So um, definitely some excitement there. We also had a couple of parades come back or I guess shows. We had Festival of Fantasy come back in Magic Kingdom and the return of Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios, which also included new scenes, which I'm very excited to go back and watch Fantasmic. Um, I haven't actually seen Fantasmic since, gosh, 2017 is the last time I saw Fantasmic. That's insane. Yeah, it had been a really long time um, since I had seen it when I got to go back and um, watch the reimagined new version of it. Um, A funny side story, uh, when you are watching Fantasmic, if it's a windy day, don't sit up close. Sit towards the back um, because you're going to get wet. (laughs) That's all I have to say. (laughs) Um, But the new parts that they have included in the show give younger viewers something more familiar to them a lot of the references and characters used in the show are from very classic Disney films Um, and so I think that it's a really great addition Um, they have taken out some um maybe culturally inappropriate is the way to describe it um or culturally insensitive scenes that were previously in it um and made them a like i said a reimagined version of it and i think that it didn't take away from the show at all i i thought it was it was great so um i think one show that we need to talk about when it comes to the 50th is kite tales <laughs> womp womp <laughs> <laughs> a big womp <laughs> I we've talked about kite tails before on the podcast, but wow, what a fail! Great, great, great idea. Poor execution. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. In what kite tails is in theory is a kite show where kites are flown around Animal Kingdom via jet skis. Um, and huge, huge kites, shape yeah. of animals from like from Lion King and what Jungle Book, I guess, but like. I'll I'll let you finish this. (laughs) It was, I watched Kai Tales one time. I was all I needed to see. I mean, you can see it as you're walking around Animal Kingdom, but the jet skis were loud and the kites did the silly crash. Like the only way to get the kites down is for them to literally crash into the bleacher stands. Um, And 
I mean, they were just flying around massive kites to instrumentals of Disney songs, which is fine, but it is not going to keep people's attention. It is not exciting or intriguing um, for more than two seconds. And they had the show to have something new in Animal Kingdom, I guess. And as soon as they got feedback and saw how few people were filling the stands, they took it away. It only lasted like one year. It didn't even make it the whole 50th anniversary. So they learned. They got it gone. So if you had the opportunity to see Kite Tales and you had the same experience, then at least it's a funny Disney memory that you can look back on for the future. Yes, there's a very sub- small subset of people that can say that they saw Kite Tales when it was live. I love it. So That's funny. It's I'm sure there's plenty one. of vid- videos online of kites crashing into things. So definitely go check that out. I'll also say that the Fab Five got new costumes for the 50th anniversary. These were very iridescent as um was a theme for the 50th but very cute purpley blue colored outfits and they just looked so precious i loved seeing them in their little cavalcades or in the parade and they just looked great um yeah i loved their outfits i loved getting an update i think um they had their little celebration outfits before with the confetti look to them i can't remember what that was specifically i think for. it was for mickey's birthday yes mickey's 90th yeah. birthday um so it's fun when they get new costumes and new outfits um and a lot of the park merch went along with that character costume iridescent look um there were several collections that came out with the 50th that i think are worth mentioning do you have a favorite well i love the vault collection and the coach collection personally yep uh totally agree we both have items from both um the iridescent was cute in terms of wearing it myself it wasn't really something that i was like itching to pick up um but the vault collection was a lot of retro merchandise based off of things that came out with Walt Disney's opening obviously to honor 50 years of Walt Disney World so I loved that collection I thought it was genius so many people wanted to get their hands on so many different items Um, and then the coach stuff I mean gosh I wish I could have bought all of it but um, Court and I did get to spoil ourselves with some coach ears to celebrate the 50th and celebrate us being able to experience it ourselves so um, I totally agree those are my my favorites yes definitely and finally oh not finally there's a couple other things on here i forgot so we did get the magic is calling anthem this was kind of like the theme song for the 50th anniversary if you haven't heard it then just go look it up on youtube it is a really fun and catchy song so i'm glad that they picked this as the little anthem for the 50th anniversary yeah you know those like i feel like there are all these little um cliche things where it's like the waves are calling or the sea is calling or the mountains are calling and i must go i was the like magic is calling yeah i was like somebody at disney saw one of those signs I was like um maybe we'll do the magic is calling and i must go okay well the magic is calling is good but let's figure out how to do the rest like, yeah i think that's how they why didn't they hire you for the jingle i mean they might have not had something as catchy but i certainly could have (laughs) done a really solid effort oh i'm sure i'm sure for sure i'm sure for sure for sure for sure (laughs) i'm literally losing my words here okay another big thing that came out of the 50th anniversary was the star wars galactic star cruiser this is probably the i mean not probably not it is the most immersive disney 
hotel resort immersive experience that they have ever created. It is a three-day endeavor. It is very expensive. And I think when it first opened, it had so much success. Everybody wanted to go on it. And I think since it's lost a lot of its hype because of the price, that's my personal opinion. And so they are starting to do a lot of like discount deals to get people to sign up for the Star Cruiser. It's like being on a cruise, but on land and it's, it's full immersion from start to finish Star Wars. So um, excited to see kind of what happens with the Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, but I have been seeing those discounts making me think hmm, they're not getting as many reservations as they are probably expecting. For sure. I do know that cast members currently have an offer to get 50% off of a stay at the Galactic Star Cruiser. So wow. they're really pushing for people to book. I think an issue that they are going to face is repeatability. When the price is that high, are people actually going to go book a second stay when they True. go back? And so I think that's part of the problem. All the super Star Wars fanatics will spend the money to experience it. But once they've experienced it, they're probably not going to do it again or they're very the chances of them are very low yeah definitely um i think also something that just came to mind kind of like what we were talking about with the attractions there was this whole concept for um a new resort called reflections that was supposed to go up behind the contemporary that also just kind of like disappeared and that was something that i feel like with seeing the new resorts that disney has um developed they're top notch and so i feel like giving guests especially guests who go frequently new places to stay would be beneficial for them because it's going to urge people to want to go and experience something new Riviera is an example of that like it is amazing and it's always booked and they have stupid ridiculous prices to stay there so if they're wanting to get a lot of um, big spenders to stay in new fancy resorts something like a new general resort versus the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser might be something that's still in Disney's future, but maybe a better move um, for Disney in terms of getting successful long-term bookings. I 100% agree. Okay, our last piece of, um, I guess, news for the 50th anniversary. I One of my favorite things that happened during this time, but our CEO, Bob Iger, is back. Yeah, that was not something that anyone planned or expected for the 50th. Nope, but, but it, it was grand. <laughs> it is something that happened during the 50th, which I think is so fitting. Um, honestly, it's um, funny retrospectively. I mean, I, I I feel for Bob Chapek. I think that he was somewhat dealt a bad hand and then just kind of made a bunch of decisions from a business standpoint without considering the type of people who are Disney lovers. Um, Whereas Bob Iger, I think, really understood the fans and was able to make good decisions based off of that understanding. Um, With him being back, he's only here for a two-year stint. So, I mean, he's already been in for a handful of months, so his stint is not going to be much longer. But I will be looking forward to seeing what decisions he does make, including who will be the next CEO. I love it. Well, gosh, the 50th anniversary, it's come to an end. We have had our memories. We've had our moments. And so much has happened in the Disney community during this time. And just as quick as the this, I mean, not quick. I mean, the 18 months felt in a way long, but 
just as it ends, we are quickly into another celebration. Signs and things off the castle are coming down, and the Hundred Years of Wonder merch, decor, and everything extravaganza is starting to pop up around Walt Disney World. Now, what uh, what is the Hundred Years of Wonder? Because I think some people are like, we just had the 50th. Why are we into 100? What happened? (laughs) Yeah, so um, I believe Disneyland, um, Disneyland opened in 1955 and Disney World opened in 1971. But the Walt Disney Company was started and opened in 1923. So 2023 makes it 100 years of the entire entity of the Walt Disney Company. I do think that Disney is pushing like all of these different celebrations. I think 100 years of the company is a huge thing to celebrate and I don't think that it should be skimped on Um, when it comes to us as Walt Disney World goers just coming off the 50th. It is kind of like, oh, just another celebration. Here we go again. So I get people being like, what is the 100th? Why are we doing another celebration? Um, But it's 100 years of what we know as the Walt Disney Company which is massive. I mean, we wouldn't have any of the things that we are celebrating without that initial start in 1923. I so agree with all of that. And I'm very glad, I'm very grateful that they are doing the celebration mainly at Disneyland, letting Disneyland have that moment because we have been so wrapped up in the 50th at Walt Disney World. It definitely needed to be over there, but also Walt made Disneyland like it is his park that he was alive for that he had his hands in and it was a part of from start to finish and so to see the celebration mainly being held there it makes sense regardless of if the 50th was going on or not I think it should have been Disneyland all along so I am excited for them it makes me want to go to Disneyland the marketing is great so I want to get out there for sure and celebrate a hundred years of wonder um, just to kind of give you guys an overview of what's going on at Disneyland. They do have the castle decorated with beautiful purple and platinum decor. That is kind of the color scheme for this celebration. They also have a new fireworks show, which I've heard is very beautiful. It's called Wondrous Journeys. They've also seen the return of World of Color, but they're calling it World of Color 1. I watched it on YouTube the other night and wow. I was extremely impressed with this show. So there's that. Gosh, what else are they doing for the hundredth or the hundred years of wonder at Disneyland? Um, they just opened Mickey's Toontown. I'm so jealous um, of this land coming to life. Uh, if you are unfamiliar, there used to be a Toontown in Walt Disney World. It is now Storybook Circus. Um, but it's a new land that's kind of been initiated with this 100th celebration. Um, they also have new interactions with Magic Band Plus, like we talked about. Um, they kind of have similar statue based interactions like we had in Walt Disney World. Um, So maybe there is more of that to come. Um, And then there's also just a special exhibit for you to go and see um, a little bit of Disney history and why we're, we're celebrating 100 years of the company. 
So that's kind of what's happening at Disneyland. They are saying that Epcot will be the home for the 100 Years of Wonder celebration at Walt Disney World, but all, I, all the information I can find online basically just says later this year. So not much has been revealed of what that's going to look like. As we figure out that information, we will definitely share it with you guys because we know that you'll want to know just as much as we do. Um, but the merchandise is out at Walt Disney World. And speaking of, hundred merchandise. I think we should share a little special something with our listeners. Oh, whatever could it be? I think it's a giveaway. A giveaway? Wow. Yes. If you are just now listening and you don't follow us on Instagram, then you're like, oh my gosh, a giveaway. But if you have already checked out our social media, you know that we are currently running a hundred years of wonder giveaway where you can have the opportunity to win some amazing merch that we picked up at the parks for you and you're probably here because you want to hear the code word the code word for our giveaway is celebration be sure to dm us this word to get your extra entries for the giveaway and we can't wait to announce our winner at next week's episode man we love giving you guys some fun gifts it's really also encouraging for us to see how many of you guys end up sending in the code word when we do put them in episodes so definitely send them our way um but i think there is one thing left for us to talk about in this episode and i will be brief but i think we need to just give a quick visit to tron please do i've been waiting for this the whole episode and i can't wait to hear I mean, I've already heard a little bit for us like talking and texting, but I want the listeners to hear what was your experience like from start to finish in a brief version. So everyone who listens to this podcast and has been listening to this podcast knows what my experience with Guardians of the Galaxy was. I was excited to ride and nervous. I got on. I had a terrible time. And then I was scarred and I didn't want to ride it again. (laughs) She was very scarred. Yes. Very scarred. PTSD, for sure. I have since um, braved the ride and figured out that I love it. Um, I just needed to give it a second chance. But I was a little bit nervous to repeat that experience with Tron. Um, I knew it was in the dark. I knew that it kind of was screen-based like Guardians of the Galaxy has to a certain extent. Um, I do have pretty significant motion sickness when it comes to screens. And so um, I I was nervous. Whenever I went through the queue and everything, I had my typical, like my heart rate spiked and I rode the ride and it was a blast. It's an easy ride. The launch is great. It's fast. Um, and the rest after that launch is pretty, I mean, it's thrilling, but it's, it's an easy ride. Um, it is not going to be something where, um, if you don't like roller coasters, I wouldn't say that you can't ride it. Um, it's It's got some thrills, but it's manageable. But I think really what I wanted to talk about in recapping my experience with Tron is talking about the virtual queue and getting to your virtual queue within the windows and cast members being kind and making magic. I love it. So Court knows the story. She was a part of this story. It's a whole saga. But um, 
I was so confident that I knew what I was doing and was going to get that first 7 a.m. virtual queue. If you don't know what a virtual queue is, it's basically securing your place in line um, because the line is not open to the public. You have to basically get a ticket to ride, which is your your number, your callback number. So you wake up early in the morning, you load up your party, you're ready to go at 7 a.m. And I'm thinking like, oh, I've done this several times for Guardians. I've done this for other attractions. I'm not going to have a problem. And what happens? It's literally 7.01 and I've missed the virtual queue. And when I went to go to see if I could purchase the ride for uh, like a Genie Plus, by the time I had loaded everything, purchased Genie Plus, the ride was already bought out for the day. And it's literally 7.01. So it was mayhem. I was really upset and disappointed, but was like, okay, surely I'll get it at 1 p.m. Should be fine. We are eating Tortuga Tavern um, and sitting in Frontierland. And yes, we get our boarding pass for 1 p.m. It's exciting. We're all really pumped and ready to ride. And we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And we realize that we have a dinner reservation in Epcot. And our number is like... 10 away from being called and so I'm like okay well Disney charges you like $10 per person if you don't show up to a reservation and if you don't cancel in advance so like I also want to eat the food so we need to go to our dinner reservation but what happens if our boarding group gets called while we're at dinner um so I'm freaking out I'm like oh my gosh like went through this whole thing. I bought Genie Plus for $335 to not get Tron. And now we're going to go to dinner. And what happens? We are at dinner in Epcot and our number gets called. And it says that we have an hour basically to get in line and ride the ride after a certain time, which on the app said 654 at after 654, our boarding pass was expired. So we're sitting at dinner we're getting our food and we're all just like, you know, do we go and ask or do we just accept the fact that we're not getting on and call it a night? And some half of our party was on one side and half of our party was on the other. And I was pretty adamant that I was going to go and at least ask. The worst that somebody can do is tell you no. Always ask. Always ask. So what I did was made sure that I was hyper prepared to give the cast members my best story ever. Um, I took screenshots of when my boarding group was called and what time it was. I took a screenshot of my reservation confirmation for dinner in Epcot and I had them print out a receipt for when I paid for dinner and the receipt literally said 6.55. Not even a joke. And my boarding pass to ride Tron expired at 654 so the window for which I could ride Tron I literally was at dinner from start to finish so we decide as a family okay we're gonna go we're gonna try we're gonna ask and we walk up to the cast member and we say here's the deal Um, our boarding group was 103 and we were called at this time our dinner reservation was two minutes after that and we checked out and paid for the bill one minute after our expiration for our boarding pass and the cast member looks and she says you have the receipt and I said yes I have the receipt and so I gave her the receipt and she went to the manager for the ride they were like okay everybody needs to scan their pass like just so you know this is a one-time thing like you did a really good job of documenting um, and because you were at a Disney 
resort restaurant. It wasn't like we just were at the hotel or something. They kind of made us a, a little magic there and got us into the ride and we were able to ride. And it was really great because if we had ridden before um, dinner and gotten on, it would have been daytime and we got to ride it at night. And I do think that there is an added element of excitement when you're riding at night. It all worked out in your favor. It all worked out. And you know what? I said this on my stories. If you watch the stories, you know. But I was texting Courtney the whole time. She knew I was upset. She was talking me through it. She was keeping me calm. She was like, you know, we're just going to pray over this and make sure that we pray into existence that you are riding Tron and you're going to go and the cast members are going to be so kind and be so um able to work with your situation and it's not even gonna be a problem and you know what my friend court was so right oh my gosh and then as soon as i got <laughs> off i facetimed her and was like okay we got on it was great thank you so much for I love that supporting me in my stress so um i said it in the stories but it's a fun memory because of all of the chaos that happened just for my family and i to be able to ride the ride but also for courtney to be consulting and consoling me while I was um, really worried about how it was all going to play out so that was my experience with Tron it was a great ride in terms of it being thrilling you know it's I would say on par with other Disney roller coasters it's got a little bit of a thrill um, but it's nothing overwhelming and nothing that your whole family can't um, experience together so it's it's worth the wait worth the stress of a virtual queue yeah that's so good. I can't wait to go and ride it whenever I go to Disney next. Don't have a current trip planned, but it is on my list to definitely give that ride an opportunity when I go. So, guys, this has been a great episode. And for now, we are going to kick things over to Kelly for today's trip tip. Hey all, this is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. So here's a trick that I learned, I think probably from my parents actually, way back, <laughs> probably in the 90s, um, about the parade in Magic Kingdom. So because the Magic Kingdom parade is going to start in Frontierland, by the time it gets to Main Street USA, you've probably had about a 20 15 minute let's say wait for it to get there if you watch it from liberty square right in the corner in front of hall of presidents you not only get to see the parade coming towards you and going past you on that corner there but you get to watch it a lot sooner so i don't know there's a lot of shade there it's probably my favorite spot to watch the parade and you get an excellent view be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney tips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram. Click that link in their bio and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning. And I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. creator spotlight it's a new creator spotlight for you and we're gonna have fun today yeah that's right <laughs> we are back with another creator spotlight and today we are shouting out magically miranda she is a disneyland local and gosh i recently discovered her page and i just thought her content was super cute and fun and i love seeing things through a disneylanders perspective because it is like a foreign land to me and i just really enjoy consuming disneyland content yeah, she did recently get to visit Walt 
Disney World. So she has a little bit of both on her page, but Disneyland is her home park. And I would say sometimes when you go to an Instagram page, you say they have like a vibe. I would say Magically Miranda is a mood. Like she gives me like a mood and I really appreciate her content and her style and the way she posts um, and the way she like does her Disney style in the parks and, and all of that. So I really love the content that she is putting out. So you guys should certainly check it out yourselves and give her a follow. Yes, it's magically M-A-R-A-N-D-A. Well, guys, thanks so much for spending time with us on this episode of the Castle Chat. For now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye.